What? The food? What? 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 <laughs> I mean, this is an area of history that's just like so deep. And over the baguette. Themes of empire, mission, inheritance, and destiny. Hello, welcome to What The Food. This is a podcast that aims to uncover the fascinating origin stories behind dishes from all around the world, both popular and obscure. My name's Miles, and as always, I'm here with Bandy Tranter. Here I am, Bandy Tranter by name, Bandy Tranter by nature. <laughs> and um, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, and today we're looking at an interesting dish. Uh, well, actually, Maybe I don't know if you. it's interesting, because I, I know nothing about it. Mm. I just um, have memories of eating it when I was a fat little porky boy back at primary school <laughs> what were you looking at today well i knew we'd arrive here one day we have to it's just sort of our nature isn't it you know you ever mm. eaten dick before Mal- uh spotted dick sorry <laughs> uh, yes spotted dick yeah i have yeah. um like i said back at primary school it was something that was slopped onto the side of a plastic tray I don't, I don't remember spotted dick at primary school oh god it's spotted dick's like a classic british primary school <laughs> dessert yeah man I don't remember that. Oh, maybe not then. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was I eating? Miles, you were eating a cupcake that had shit in it. <laughs> we put those bits of shit in it. It was a joke. It was a joke. You weren't supposed to eat it. You just grind it every day throughout <laughs> primary school. <laughs> really? Really? Nah, legit. I don't remember eating spotted dick at primary. Maybe you were getting your dick at home. <laughs> <laughs> can't go through this whole episode. Yeah, it's going to be like this. It's going to be like this. Who doesn't uh, love a dish named after a genitalia? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, it's Spotted Dick is one of those names of a dish that you just find funny, whether you're seven or 27. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I want, uh, just, just before we start, I actually wanted to see if there was other dishes named after private parts. Um, nice. And it turns out there's a plethora of them. <laughs> okay. You've got uh, a finished bread, which is called Juicy Pussy. <laughs> Juicy pussy. <laughs> I cannot order that with a straight <laughs> face at all. You got any oh. uh, freshly baked juicy pussy? <laughs> you want all grain? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. White. <laughs> White. Nah. You've got a German buttermilk yogurt type thing called Dick Milch. <laughs> dick Milch. <laughs> <laughs> and you've oh. got a complex and regal sounding dry sack sherry. <laughs> dry sack. <laughs> dry sack sherry. Brilliant. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. And last but not least, how could we forget mm. the wonderfully warming cock soup mix from Maggie's? Yes. Yeah. just cock soup mix. We just love naming Scran after our private parts for one reason or another. Just love it. Well, marketing, I guess. It's funny. Isn't yeah, it? I suppose so. It spreads. It spreads spread the word, I guess. Spreads the Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but alas, there's no genitalia-inspired dish more famous than the commanding spotted dick. Before mm. we start unraveling why on earth this dish is called what it's called and how it came to be, let's first explore what the dish actually is. Mm. You know what it is? I know it's spongy mm. pudding mm-hmm. that's kind of like um, kind of like dome-shaped, isn't it? It can be dome-shaped, yeah, or dick-shaped, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, you're such a male podcast yeah, right now, isn't this, it? isn't it? <laughs> is it, though? 
Do we sit around and talk about dicks? No, I guess not. I guess this is the this is for the ladies out there. Yeah. If you wanna come over here and spend some time with Andy and I and talk about our dear, right, you've made me feel uncomfortable. God knows what you've done for women out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to put it simply, spotted dick is a traditional British steamed pudding steamed steamed pudding yeah so steamed puddings have a long tradition in british cuisine and basically mm-hmm. consist of a combination of ingredients that are steamed inside either like a special pudding basin or kind of some similar vessel <laughs> suitable for steaming pudding basin okay so this is like a steaming tool that you can use to, to steam your puds yeah basically you, you know them like um from the supermarket you can get like them mm. steamed puddings that come in them plastic uh, yes yeah, yeah it's just like them but metal really so it can go all oh, right got you um, you can kind of ban marie these yeah. things as well, exactly. can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you just got to steam it, basically. You don't bake it, yeah. you steam it. You don't You don't want the crust on it that comes from no, a you harsh want bake. No, exactly. You want it soft from start to yeah, finish. you want a soft bake, Mary, for sure. So okay. steam puddings soft themselves bake. are available in both savoury and <laughs> sweet versions. Mm-hmm. And these puddings can be further divided into two categories. Uh, suet puddings and sponge pudding. Okay. Christmas puddings, for example, belong to the first one which uses suet as its main ingredient, whereas sponge puddings call for a mixture of eggs, flour, butter, that sort of stuff. Okay, forgive me if this is a silly question, but what is suet? Okay, so suet is the raw hard fat of beef, lamb or mutton found specifically around the kidney area and loins area. (laughs) And this is in my pud? That's in your pud pud. That's in your Christmas pud. And specifically, it's in your spotted dick pud, which is why I don't think we scrammed Mm. this food at primary school. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were just forcing us to eat meat. Yeah, exactly. Like the main ingredients in spotted dick are suet and dried fruit, like raisins or currants. that's, That's it. I mean, trust the British to find a way to put intensely flavoured animal fat in a yeah. soft, cakey dessert. It would mm-hmm. only be us, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's mental. Like, like it's, its primary use is to actually make tallow, which is like a rendered form of fat that is mainly mm. used in producing soap and animal feed. Yeah, fucking, yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? When yeah. I go to the, I sometimes bird buy the little suet balls, you know, to put in my bird feeder in the garden. But yeah. Suet, as other uses, suet. like your lovely lumpy Christmas pud all smothered in custard. Right. So is that kind of giving it, say, a, a moisture? That's going to give it a lot of this moisture that's... Yeah, exactly. So when you steam that boy, that will, um, that fat will melt. Mm. And Make it rich, flavoursome. Exactly. Yeah. So this method yeah. in the madness, it's not just throwing horrendous animal fat into it for the sake of being a barbaric Brit. No, no, exactly. It's definitely method in it. So in a spotted dick, you've got the main ingredients of suet, uh, dried fruit, and then you've got the usual pud suspects of flour, sugar, milk, and baking powder. Okay, right. So those, the, the, the specs, the dark specs is the dried fruit. What we're talking like sultanas and raisins and things. Exactly. Because I think they do a chocolate version, don't they? Uh, yeah, they will do. Um, yeah. Similar to like a um, hot cross bun. You can kind of get chocolate ones these days, but they're traditionally sort of dried fruit, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm not a believer of messing with the hot cross bun. I like no, it plain and simple. I don't like these salted caramel and... Mm-hmm. I had to make them, didn't I? Back when I was in the oh, bakery. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, you I had did. to make both kinds. And we actually sold more of the salted caramel and chocolate chip ones, which... Makes me feel really sad that. I know, sad. it's ridiculous. I had to make more of those, but... You see, it was buying but, them. Well, that's it. It was, it was, the, it was the, the, the dodgy looking down on house that were buying them. Was it? Mm. Yeah. And I was just having all the proper ones to myself. I actually don't trust people that don't like raisins. My mum doesn't like raisins. <laughs> don't trust her. Don't trust her. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay. So traditionally dried fruit, suet, all your regular cakey ingredients. Yep. Your flour, um, your sugar, milk, baking powder. Right. So it's kind of sim- quite a simple recipe, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think the only sort of outlier is is the suet, really. Yeah. Um, mm. But like like you said, that kind of gives it the the moisture. Mm. So now we know what the hell spotted dick actually is. Let's tackle why on earth it's called what it's called, shall we? Mm. Let's get to it. So, so I think to do that properly, you kind of got to break it down a little bit and tackle each of the words separately. Yeah. We'll start with spotted. Keep it PG for now. So the spotted is a is a reference to the dried fruit in the pudding yeah you know the the currants or raisins that are added in mm. give it like spots i suppose yeah um, they're not uniform are they they're kind of randomly spotted about aren't they yeah exactly second one much more fun dick 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 so maybe a bloke called richard first made it mm. maybe dick cheney loved it yeah so they named it after him it's a weird one isn't it richard becoming dick it doesn't yeah. really feel like the obvious shortening of richard no it's not like you know you usually pull a part of a longer mm. name out but it's like that the nickname for richard is just a completely different word it is and then there's the whole other thing of like the fact that dick you know the, the connotation of dick meaning penis is actually just a relatively kind of modern notion mm. i don't think you know it's kind of funny to us a lot these days but back then it wasn't so funny dick was just kind of like a just a name wasn't it just a name mm. for people and there's dick there's dick there's dick penis fucking penis <laughs> but um but yeah it wasn't always you know it wasn't always meaning a cock no no no, no. i mean it and it wasn't of it wasn't just a name as well yeah. it had um the, like the word itself has a fuzzy history right. um i think in the 19th century alone it was understood as an abbreviation for dictionary mm, okay a policeman policeman an apron a riding whip there's no there's nothing and connecting these things <laughs> no exactly and around the 1840s dick was used to mean a type of hard sheath <laughs> right, right okay we did cashew marzu recently and just the mention yeah. of hard cheese alone just gives me sh- shudders so we'll, we'll, we'll move on swiftly yeah, from that yeah. no 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 imagine, imagine you're on the you're on you're on a date with the missus right lovely lovely italian restaurant mm. on the road yeah okay, i'm picturing it you walk in there's there's pictures of um like sopranos napoli bay not sopranos <laughs> not fucking what <laughs> i only say that because there was an italian restaurant near my uni that i used to go to and it was called sopranos and i had pictures of gangsters on the wall oh did it anyway sorry carry on yeah <laughs> I've got to close my eyes. All right. Lovely, lovely, what is it? Sardinian coast? Right. Yeah, coast yeah. No, not Sardinian. We'll stay away from Cassimatsu. Like a, <laughs> a, a Napoli, the Napoli yeah. Bay, right? Okay, yeah. The Bay, yeah. Of, the Bay of Naples. Okay. Mm. Lovely, lovely pictures. Maybe um, bottles of empty olive oil mocking around, you know. What, litter? There's uh, a litter everywhere. Well, it looks I'm like this a lovely you. serene beach. But <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying the shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Italy, man. Welcome. <laughs> Fair enough. All right then. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. of your bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You you sat down at the table. The waiter. Yeah, please yeah, sit down. Um. You sit down. Yeah, you want to fat a lemon? Fat a lemon. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Maybe lemon shallot. No, no. Just fat lemon. Yeah. Thanks. Lemon shallot. Oh yes, lemon shallot. Right. You look <laughs> at the menu. You've ordered. Um. I imagine what you probably get like a spag bowl. Maybe when you go to an Italian. Rude. Why would I get a spag bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a carbonara. Right, okay, carbonara, right. <laughs> yeah. With cream, obviously. With cream, extra, yeah, extra, extra cream. cream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, they make it in the kitchen. He's absolutely fuming that he's got to make it with cream. Mm-hmm. Mate, he makes it, brings it out, puts it in front of you. Sir, would you like any black pepper? <laughs> he's French now. <laughs> he's a French waiter. This is Leeds, mate, come on. <laughs> okay, right, okay. Black pepper, yeah, I love black pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perhaps any grated dick to mix into your pasta? Oh, um, what's that? What is that? What, what is this, what is this question? Dick. Do you want dick? Uh, um. There's already dick in there. Do you want more dick? <laughs> is it good? Does it go with the dish or nah? Oh is my it, God. Would you recommend dick it? Dick is great. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Ah, yeah. thank you, sir. Enjoy. Bon appetit. So why have I just got great dick in my carbonara? Cheese, isn't it? Oh, cheese. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Fucking hell, that, that <laughs> joke went straight over your head. Didn't it? I got so immersed, I just forgot what we were talking about. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, all right. So, all Dick right. Cheese in Dick cheese. pasta. There you go. A dictionary, okay. a policeman, an apron, riding whip, and our cheese. Our cheese. Right, so, yeah, it's been used a lot, the it's word dick, but not always in the case of a penis. No, definitely not. And around sort of the 1840s as well, as well as these sort of meanings were, were used, the first recorded mm. spotted dick recipe was created. Etymology resource suggests that dick could be a corruption of the last syllable of pudding or right. it could be a corruption of the word dough or it's a reference to the German dick meaning thick or viscous. Right. Okay. Thick pudding. So, yeah. Pudding. Yeah. So let's break this down a bit further. So you've got pudding. Maybe mm. maybe with the English tongue that could become pudding. Then later you've right. got puddick and finally dick, maybe. Ah, uh, right. That's how it's kind of evolved from pudding. Exactly. So you've got pudding, pudding, puddick. Dick. Yeah. Next, you've got dough, which apart from D doesn't sound anything like dick. So I ain't sure about that one. No. And a reference to German dick, not after two world wars and one world cup. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that means thick, doesn't it? Thick and viscous, yeah. Viscous, okay. Which, yeah, can kind of relates to the spotted dick. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of thick pudding, isn't it? What did you say before though? Did you say 1840? Around 1840, yeah. So that's kind of not as um, as far back as I was expecting this to be. You no. know, it's not, not, it's not crazy history. No, 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 it's, just, it's the 19th century. Definitely. Yeah. yeah man. However, the dick got into the pudding. By the 19th century, Huddersfield had a glossary of local terms that described dick as the following. Dick, plain pudding, if with treacle sauce, treacle dick, if with kung pao, kung pao dick. Hey, kung pao dick. Kung pao dick. I made those last two up. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it it shows how you use the term. Exactly. Treacle. If we treacle sauce, treacle dick. Okay. Yeah, so a dick is a plain pudding, basically. And is it often served with, like, a sauce? Spotted dick itself. No, I no. don't think so. Not from what I can see. Custard. You just have it, you have it raw. <laughs> you have it raw. It's raw dick. No <laughs> custard? Raw. Sometimes custard, maybe? I think I remember having it with yeah, custard at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to put a bit of custard on yeah. everything, don't we? Probably not cream. Sauce anglais. Posh, posh yeah, word for yeah. custard. Posh custard. Not sure if I want any cream on my dick. No, no cream on the dick. There you go. Interestingly, though, spotted dick isn't the only thing, isn't the only name that, that this pudding is called. It's also referred to as spotted dog or mm. as railway cake. Railway cake? Railway cake, yeah. So starting with the spotted mm. dog, that likely got its name from the other old English word for pudding, which was puddog. 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 And the pudding is not commonly referred to as this, but when it is, it's up in Scotland, normally mm. called spotted dog. And as for the railway cake, fuck knows, like, no did idea. all kinds of digging and couldn't find anything railway cake um, maybe it was something that railway workers mm. maybe tucked into or something yeah that was my that was my yeah. thought that was my hypothesis mm. i thought that yeah railway workers commonly ate this cake right perhaps it was easy to carry around they could just put it in that little pudding vessel take it with them yeah something warm um, you know when you're yeah. out there on the tracks in the middle of winter it's cold you kind of want a warming you're not spotted dick you, so you're gonna you're gonna take it out of the you're gonna finish steaming it and then put it in your pocket for the whole day what yeah yeah take it in a packed lunchbox and then when you when you work on the track you should open a little coal cabinet where you put your coal in to you know, power the train and you just fucking roast your, roast your spotted dick for a wow. few minutes, you know, get wow. it back to being moist and warm wow. and then tuck into it. Yeah, get your dick get your warmed, dick up, warmed nice. up on the hot coals. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe. But yeah, if, if you know why it's called Railway Cake, let us know. Right just we clearly have no idea. <laughs> yeah, obviously didn't do enough research. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Let you down here. Sorry. Really, really sorry. Yeah. Oh, dear. What's, what's the email? Miles? It's uh, whatthefoodpodcast at gmail.com. That's yeah. the one. So um, hit us up. Let us know. Right in.
Railway cake. Railway cake. I think you're right. I think it's like a common common dish that railway workers yeah. in Britain enjoy. Well, you know, like railway workers, are, you know, working class people, and it seems like a it seems like a working class dish. You know, it's mm. simple ingredients that we've always had yeah. our hands on. So yeah, it doesn't seem too unfeasible, does it? Really? I don't think so. Now moving on. With all that genitalia out of the way, let's get down to business, shall we? Where did Spotted Dick? come from so in 1849 in alexis sawyer's the modern housewife alexis more on him in a moment we'll, we'll chat about him because he's a okay. cool character um he described the pudding as plum bolster or spotted dick roll out two pounds of paste having some of some raisins well washed and place them on it here and there roll over tie in a cloth and boil one hour and serve with butter and brown sugar beautiful Cheers, Alexis. So the paste he's on about is the beef suet, by the way. Right, that's the beef suet. Okay, so what's he suet. saying? So he's rolled out two pounds of paste, uh, having some Samiria raisins, okay? Very specific mm-hmm. about his raisin choice. Well washed. Mm-hmm. Um, place them on it here and there. Roll over, tie in a cloth and boil one hour. Right, so he's tying it in a cloth, cooking it in a cloth. Yeah. That's interesting. They didn't have them pudding basins back then. But no, they didn't have the pudding basin. No, they didn't. No, um, no, and you don't now because no. your mate's got it. So you're going to have to get back to uh, doing it with a cloth, lad. <laughs> cheesecloth out yeah um okay so that's interesting that's a, a little bit of an interesting insight into how they used to actually cook mm, it actually cook it mm. yeah, exactly so despite this being the first written recipe for the pudding similar kind of meat-based puddings date all the way back to medieval times meat-based puddings meat-based puddings and in fact the latin root for budin or pudding is botellus meaning sausage right okay it kind of stems from that yeah yeah and according to the Oxford Companion to Food, suet puddings became popular by the 17th century. Thanks to the invention of the pudding cloth, mm-hmm. by the 18th century, these sort of baked goods were giving a sweeter taste by adding fruits and spices. Right, got you. I mean, I just had a thought again about the um, the ingredients that go into making it. Mm. In an argument to say it's a working class dish is suet, I'm feeling like, is kind of a byproduct of an animal. It's not a, a prized part, is it? So you're kind of you're using something mm. that would normally kind of get thrown away and you kind of you know making making the most out of out of every bit of the meat so um yeah yeah it seems like they're kind of using that part to help moisten the cake and getting their money's worth mm-hmm. mm. definitely well i think like it, it, it would only be thrown away in kind of our times yeah i think i think back in like the 17th 18th century they just used every bit that they could mm. i think we'll go full said. circle as well with that like i think as we become more mm. environmentally focused you know as a society i think we'll kind of get back in that direction i think we're already kind of making those steps but mm. instead of buying meat you know just just like exactly what bit you, you you want or whatever you know to like mm. I don't know well, I'm just going to say <laughs> buy a whole animal but <laughs> bring, bring in home a cow <laughs> <laughs> honey we're being environmentally friendly tonight <laughs> They just start, they just convert, you know, the fucking middle section of Aldi. It's just a farmyard. It's just a fucking (laughs) Sunday farm market. (laughs) Everyone's like in flat caps auctioning for the fucking, the the prize (laughs) (laughs) Going into Aldi. (laughs) Just got your bag for life. Bag for life. You're fucking auctioning over the the nicest (laughs) fucking lamb on the market that Sunday. Oh, no. I mean, I kind of meant that, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I just think maybe maybe once... Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not, Miles. I don't want to live in it. I don't really want to go back to that place, Miles. Be like, we've progressed as a nation. I'm not sure... Uh, what I'd do with a full cow if it was just in my house. No, I, don't I don't have the butchery skills <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for that. 
Just be hacking it apart. Yeah, you'd have to like bleed it as well. Oh like, where the fuck you hang it up? Where's the drain, honey? <laughs> hang it in the shower. <laughs> you'd have to. That'd be the only place for it. Surely. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. I don't know. I just I was trying to make a, some kind of really cool intellectual point about um you know using every part of an animal if you're gonna if you're gonna kill an animal using it but using it yeah but no I ended up just sounding really stupid. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Um, yeah, before before we move on, let's just go back to Alexis for a bit, as this guy is a fascinating character. This is the French dude, so isn't it? So this is Alexis Sawyer, the French dude, yeah. So French-born Alexis Benoit Sawyer was the most celebrated cook in Victorian mm. England and okay. has an incredible history in his own right. I, for future sort of uh, spin-off of the show, I really want to do like biographies of famous yeah. chefs through history. Yeah, like the people um, of food, people that have influenced yeah. the way we cook kind of thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. And we'll definitely do an episode on this guy because this guy sounds like he's had a fascinating history. Yeah. And there's loads of people out there we could cover, so. Well, because, you know, they're, they're people that have kind of influenced the way we cook and the food we eat, but have also yeah. got just separate, really interesting things personally that went on with their lives mm. that we could go into. Yeah, man, um, definitely. definitely. Yeah, because on the podcast already up to this point, we've kind of touched on really interesting people mm. on the way, haven't we? And it's always yeah. a shame to kind of leave them behind, you know, as we leave that dish, yeah. we kind of leave that person mm-hmm. behind, but there's so much more definitely. to kind of get into. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So Alexis himself started working in kitchens in France when he was just 11 years old. Oh my God. And by the time he he was 17 he was a chief cook with a team of 12 underneath him wow and by the time he was 21 alexis was second cook to jules prince of polignac who was Whoa. the french prime minister under charles the uh, sorry yeah charles the 10th um yeah insane it, get, it gets mental so on on july the 26th 1830 while he was assisting in the kitchens of polignac armed supporters of Les Trois Gloriesus fuck that up yeah, probably no. burst in and shot two members of staff fucking hell luckily Sawyer managed to or Alexis managed to escape mm-hmm. and then fled to England where he joined the London household of Prince Adolphus Duke of Cambridge mm-hmm. where his brother Philippe was head chef whoa so he's cooking for like the elite isn't he here he's cooking for the elite but like he's cooking for the elite in France and then suddenly armed supporters of this I'm guessing it's like a freedom fighter group mm. I didn't really think too much into it but um two, you know they burst in shoot two members of the staff and he's like running for his life yeah and then he just escapes to england because he's just like fuck this i'm not fuck this i am not eating <laughs> cooking yeah cocoa van with uh shots flying all over my my face not i don't get to pay enough for this yeah exactly so he turns from in the exactly. uk and starts cooking with his brother did you say with his brother philippe Whoa. yeah so it's in the well just in the genes in it there in the genes they know in the genes, for sure for sure so after sort of a while he spent a few years working in the various kitchens of England's elite families living the life really mm. and this dude was loved by all I mean one family that he worked for decided to have his portrait painted by uh, Francis Simonel right who's like a Belgian painter and a teacher they loved him I mean was this loved th- th- I mean was he personally like just a really nice guy or, or is this love kind of because of his food is his food so good I, that I they just kind of held him yeah, both. I think a bit of both. From from mm. what I read about him, um, obviously we'll cover this in more detail if, yeah. if and when we do an episode dedicated to him. Yeah. But um, from what I read, yeah, he was he was loved for what he could do in his kitchen, in the kitchen, and loved because he was a nice dude. Yeah. Mm. So they painted. So they had pictures of him up on the walls. Yeah, they had a they had a portrait painted of him. Mad. Yeah. I mean, another one even introduced him to the Freemasons, in which he proceeded to join, and he was an active member for the rest of his life. Whoa. Well, I guess he got, he got all that kind of like uh, hidden knowledge. You know, all the whisperings mm. from the kitchen about what's going on maybe he's got like a bit of you know a bit of background but he knows too much do you know what i mean 
Right. <laughs> what do you think the Freemasons are? What, what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just seeing them as some kind of like cloak and dagger <laughs> <kind of> group. <laughs> They pretty much just have meals and sit around, don't they? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Like we went to loads of Freemason dudes and it's yeah. like Secret Santa and shit. Yeah, it's proper normal. Unless when we went out of the room, that's when they did all the cult stuff, you know? Oh, maybe just whipped out the cloaks and <laughs> yeah. just started chanting. Yeah, because yeah. we used to go like, you know, we're playing hide and seek and we'd go run off and all the yeah. kids would kind of go and play and uh, that's that's when they were doing the sacrifices and stuff, man. I mean, to be fair, there was certain rooms, certain halls that we weren't allowed it. Yeah, what's in there? Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do what they're doing in there, making spotted dick. Making spotted dick with um, this guy. Okay, so yeah, you just really loved guy, fucking making mm. amazing food. Yeah. Living the dream. Um, living the dream. And his wife, known as, who was called Emma Jones, or I think she's known as Emma Jones. I wasn't sure if that was her full name. Mm. She achieved considerable popularity as a painter as well. And I think right. she was one of the youngest persons to exhibit at the Royal Academy. Wow, bloody hell. Yeah, I think in, in 1823, she was, um, she managed to get a piece exhibited there when she was just 10 years old bloody hell well it sounds like they were made for each other then I mean he was absolutely slaying it in the kitchens at 11 and she's getting Mm. art you know published or or what have you published um, at 10 so it's like they're both kind of so um, motivated aren't they seems like they're kind of perfect Mm. for one another yeah yeah she did however have some quite strange ideas about social class and etiquette though Mm. your pictures are lovely babe but you are really racist really horrible actually (laughs) I mean this is this this is just a couple of other ideas in walking, keep your feet extended out nearly at a right angle with your body and seldom let more than the points of toes touch the ground. Keep your shoulders at the same time, well extended back, and, in a word, during the whole of your gait, suppose yourself to be anything but what you are. Actually, think about what she's asking you to do there. She's asking you to um, walk with your feet at a right angle from your body. I tried to do it. It's well up. Keep your shoulders <laughs> at the same time, extended back, and during the whole of your gait, suppose yourself to be anything but what you are. What the fuck? What does that even mean, that last bit? I don't know. I think it's like you need to be, you need to pretend to be... Better than what you are. Be- better than what you are, exactly. And kind of hold yourself in a way that mm-hmm. says that as well. Exactly. Yeah, your body language says that. But with your feet at a right angle to your body, so that's... Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? That's not... Like walking around like you've got an absolute package in your pants. <laughs> you just fucking follow through to submit. <laughs> disastrous <laughs> yeah that's uh i don't know emma don't know about that one no. no i mean she has this clanger as well this other one to speak naturally to act naturally are vulgar and commonplace right okay emma so to speak normally and to act naturally is vulgar and commonplace yep so don't do it don't do it no stay highbrow stay highbrow yeah she um she just wants everyone to be like really posh and well-spoken doesn't she yeah she does okay well she died in 1842 um following complications suffered in a premature childbirth brought on by a thunderstorm brought on by a thunderstorm yeah mate does that that in it thunderstorm so hard that it caused a baby to be born prematurely and killed both the baby and the mother is that an actual thing is that can that's not actually legit is it yeah yeah that's how she died what so what what, so lightning can actually make women and give birth uh, no, earlier than they're supposed to. She, she just was scared by the by the loud oh. loudness, the volume of the thunder. Oh, I was thinking like some kind of like a magnetic electricity <laughs> situation happened. <laughs> no, lad. <laughs> no. You know, changing, changing the chemical balance, you know, in the brain that gives the signals to the womb to start, you know, fucking some widening. Thing. It's not, not Magneto bringing the fucking thunderstorm on. <laughs> it's not Magneto <laughs> delivering the baby, lad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, right. So she was just scared and nerves and it kind of just brought on the um, contractions and things. Yeah. She literally, she literally shit herself so hard that she gave birth and died. Gave birth and died. Yeah. Um, but I bet you in yeah, that moment pretty- she wasn't speaking naturally and acting naturally. No. And I bet she wasn't walking with right angle legs. <laughs> well, she might have been, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. She was probably like <laughs> right angle. Fucking, yeah. She was definitely yeah. right angle. <laughs> Um, yeah. okay. pretty sad though really sad for Alexis obviously pretty yeah, if that yeah. To you. real talk yeah. but anyway despite his Alexis's illustrious career he is more commonly known for his great inventions so in 1837 Alexis became chef de cuisine at the Reform Club in London right. and in there he designed kitchens with a bloke called Charles Barry um, the club when he joined was kind of newly built mm. and his salary was around a thousand pounds a year which is pretty pretty decent for the time yeah and he he instituted many innovations including cooking with gas refrigerators cooled by cold water and ovens with adjustable temperatures whoa so he's kind of pioneered these ideas yeah 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 pioneered like the modern kitchen basically yeah yeah all those things we use today you know don't think twice about it massively wow um and during the great irish famine in april uh, 1847 he invented the idea of a soup kitchen whoa and was actually asked by the government to go to Ireland to implement his idea. So it's like, again, it goes back to him being a really nice guy, like yeah. charitable, you know, using his skills to, to help people mm-hmm. in need. Soup kitchens are something that's still used massively today, isn't it? You know, yeah. to help um, yeah. homeless and people struggling. Fucking hell. Definitely. I mean, at, at the peak of kind of his activity, his soup kitchen was serving 5,000 people a day. Oh my God. Know? And I bet it was the best bloody soup they've ever had as well. <laughs> better than now i suppose yeah well yeah um <laughs> but if he's cooking it it's, oh, oh, yeah good stuff yeah maybe yeah during the uh crimean war sawyer joined the british troops at his own expense to advise the army on cooking whoa he's um, helping out the armed forces now yeah yeah i mean later he was paid his expenses and wages equivalent to those of a brigadier general mm. but um you know there was a time where he was doing it out of his own out of his own pocket yeah and he basically reorganized the provisioning of army hospitals he also designed his own field stove called the Sawyer Stove oh and God. trained and installed every regiment, trained and installed in every regiment, the regimental cook right. so that soldiers would get an adequate meal and not suffer from malnutrition, mm. demotivation or basically diet of food poisoning. Yeah. So he's basically explaining to them like, look, you need to have someone trained that's yeah. good enough to, to cook stuff that's going to give the soldiers the energy and mm-hmm. the morale that they need to fight and be healthy. Yeah, exactly. And the, the Sawyer Stove remained in use with the British Army until 1982. Whoa, my God. So o- over 100 years. You know you've made a good product if it lasts that long. Uh-huh. You know, it's used all the way through. Yeah, That's no. mad. And I bet you yeah. whatever they're using today is, you know, it, it's just a slight modernization of, of that original idea. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be yeah. a completely different tool, is it? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, man. I mean, during his life, he was a prolific inventor and obviously an author. He wrote eight books and invented countless things. And he, his works basically reached all levels of society. Mm. Top top look i just like to finish up on alexis by getting you to read out a standard menu of his from his modern housewife book and this gran he ate when he was growing sort of his business and he had very little to his name mm-hmm. this is kind of on the come up menu basically when i was first married and commencing business and our means were limited the following was our system of living sunday's dinner roast beef potatoes greens and yorkshire pudding monday hashed beef and potatoes tuesday broiled beef and bones vegetables and spotted dick pudding way wednesday fish if cheap chops and vegetables thursday boiled pork peas pudding and greens friday peas poop 
Peas poop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Peas soup. Peas poop. Peas soup. Peas soup. Remains of pork. Saturday stewed steak with suet dumplings. Oh, that was it. Pretty standard. Pretty Stuff standard. kind of eaten all over the country to this day, I would say. Yeah, and I'd like to say as well, he's reusing a lot of things, isn't he? He's being quite um, conscientious about what he's using. He has a roast beef and then he'll have hashed beef. So he's cooking the beef, mm-hmm. you know, the same beef, I presume, but just in a different way, yeah. you know, and then broiled beef. So he's cooking it again with the diff- with, with the bones. So that's going to have a di- different texture and taste. And mm-hmm. then on when- and then the, the, by then the beef's probably used up. So on Wednesday, he's swapping over to, to fish. And then Thursday, boiled pork and he's having peas pudding. And then he's repurposing the peas on Friday for a piece and then uh, on Saturday, stewed steak with suet dumplings. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. The way you said fish then sounded exactly like, now I'll have a f- fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rice fish. and a f- fish cake. <laughs> yeah. A, a rice cake and a fish. And then later I'll have fish and then another f- rice cake and then a rice cake <laughs> and a fish. <laughs> Dear. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that Spotted Dick is listed on 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 there, though. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was a dessert that he ate mm. during the harder times. Yeah. Which, I don't know about you, it's kind of weird, but I always thought that Spotted Dick was like an upper class pud rather than a pud that you'd eat when you shopped at like farm foods, you know? Yeah. I thought it was like yeah. a... It does give that kind of vibe, definitely. Um, mm. But again, like, you know, he's having it on Tuesday in this week and he's had the hashed beef before and he's had the um, the beef before that as well. So he's probably using the, the uh, beef suet, isn't he? Mm. He's again finding that other use for, for that product. Use for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my guy. But fascinating. Fascinating stuff, Andy. Fascinating. So, yeah, moving on. Moving on to the spotted dog namesake. Mm. So, well, obviously, we've, we've covered off uh, spotted dog mm-hmm. and kind of the first reference to that and how it came to be. Um, next, I wanted to look to see if there was anything on spotted dog and kind of see where that first reference came from um see if there was any kind of interesting mm. stories behind the spotted dog side of things mm. so we first see the pod called this in cm smith's working men's way in the world which is the most brexit sounding book i think i've ever heard of <laughs> isn't it so <laughs> yeah. what's it called again working men's way in the world <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, CM Smith, Charles Manby Smith was born in 1804 and in, in Devon and at, uh, basically he apprenticed and eventually worked as a printmaker whilst anonymously, mm. interestingly, publishing articles in sort of regular periodicals that focused on the lives of London's poor. Right. Okay. Interesting dude. So before long, Manby, uh, Manby Smith, annoying name, <laughs> abandoned his trade to write. Basically stopped being a printmaker and focused mm. all of his efforts on becoming a writer. And he published his unique observations on London and its and its oddities as sort of successful collections, as well as an auto autobiographical work. <laughs> Real struggle on, to that one, lad, didn't you? Fucking hell, yeah, really struggling. <laughs> he published his unique observations on London and its oddities as successful collections, as well as an autobiographical work that focused on his struggles as a young and poor apprentice so this guy's writing like new age yeah this guy's like writing new age uh, journalistic articles yeah like kitchen sink journalism like mm. talking about you know from the perspective of the working class and, and what it's actually like to live in these places and the day-to-day yeah, boots on the ground boots on yeah. the ground yeah exactly so in charles manby's brexit book um he has <laughs> this to say about the famous pod at half past nine or ten, the men begin to think about support and the old staggers. Staggers? Stages? Stages. Uh, stages. Stages. I think I think support is supper. Is it? For whatever reason. Yeah. Think about supper. Okay, mm. I'm going to go again. Yeah, it's supper because it is again. Yeah, so it's supper. Supper. All right. I don't know why they. I don't know why they call it support. 
At half past nine or ten, the men begin to think about supper, and the old stagers, knowing the effects of night work upon the system, are careful to victual their garrisons for the siege they have to undergo. For supper... Oh my god. For supper come smoking sheep's heads in halves, pork and mutton pies, slap bang or boiled beef, and spotted dog. A very marley species of plum a very mildly species of plum pudding from the cook shop, together with loaves of bread, pats of butter, and lumps of cheese, and the indispensable pots of foaming beer. Mm. Good description, that, isn't it? Very good description. Yeah. Lumps of cheese and, and the indispensable pots of foaming beer. And it, uh, apart from the halves of sheep heads. Yeah, like yeah. Just, just rewind that back a bit, because that bit sounds great, but then <laughs> sheep's heads halves. That doesn't sound great, does it? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> but never tried it, so can't, you know, mm. can't slam it too bad. Can't slam it too Do you know what they're chatting about here? I mean, it sounds like a kind of a battle, doesn't it? Like, yeah. like garrisons for siege. They're coming off shift. Go, right? And uh, yeah, kind of sounds like they're having pudding for supper. I don't know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, he, well, he's writing about a life as a printer. Oh, you know, in like the high stress environment of a printing office. They're kind of working through the night to get all the, the publications printed. Okay. Before the morning, the newspapers and whatever else. Already. Yeah, so he's, he's kind of drawing comparisons to the military mm, you know he's saying exactly. like yeah like you said he's, he's comparing it to a garrison for the mm-hmm. siege they have to undergo yeah for the night shift is the siege yeah and they he's kind of them. saying how much they kind of then look forward to the to the food the supper mm. element of it yep. and then in there we've got our spotted dog haven't we mm-hmm. we've got our spotted dog All right, Charles yeah. man high, high stress environment of a printing office mm, I mean I feel like my job is sometimes highly stressful uh, and I feel like often I'm in a garrison uh, awaiting the siege mm. so maybe maybe I should be having some spotted dog yeah or a half a head of a sheep or half a head of a sheep yeah mm, might, cal- might calm you down might calm me right down so yeah or not <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that one yeah we'll see about that one anyway speaking of offices so in 2008 something unscrupulous happened unscrupulous mm. unscrupulous don't know scrupulous it's all that whiskey down you mate <laughs> can you hear it Bloop. Yeah. So in 2008, something unscrupulous happened at the Houses of Parliament. Mm. Something that would change the face of Britain, Mm. perhaps even the world forever. Staff at the restaurant housed within the Houses of Parliament made the executive decision to rename the UK's favourite pud from Spotted Dick to Spotted Richard. Oh, what? Why? Reason being, the waiters thought it would be less likely to cause a stir. What, you're talking about like political correctness? Yeah, they, they just thought it would be, um, it, it would, yeah, it would cause a stir. It would cause a, an outrage that later down the line or at some point someone would get offended because the dick, the, the dick's called Spotted Dick. <laughs> Pud's called Spotted Dick. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's... You well, can't have fun anymore, can you? world's gone bad. You can't have fun. I mean, no. sometimes when you see a dish and it's called Spotted Dick, it just gives you a little moment of joy, you know, amongst yeah. what could be a very stressful day you're yeah, taking that exactly. out, you're taking that away from people so what so the cooks inside the pot what year is this when, when are we talking 2008 2008 right okay so yep. the cooks inside the houses of parliament changed the name of spotted dick to spotted richard it just says staff it doesn't say specifically the, the article the bbc article that i was reading it just said staff so staff, it, could, it, okay. could be, it could be front of house maybe maybe one of the waiters didn't like right okay. having to say oh you would you like but we have a special on today it is spotted dick <laughs> maybe they didn't like saying that <laughs> so spotted richard they changed it to yeah Spotted Richard. Oh, God. It doesn't have the same ring to it, that, does it? Nah, horrendous. Horrendous. I mean, Dick's not that bad, is it, really? Like, you know, it's not as bad as, like, C-U-N-T. Yeah. Or Juicy Pussy. Or Juicy Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh dear. Uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. The response from some some of the MPs was excellent, though. You had um, <laughs> Tory MP Andrea Jenkins saying this after she was offered a spotted Richard. I had to ask twice just to be sure. They have a traditional dessert section which changes daily. So I asked what the dessert was and that's when they said it. I still have no idea why. I had to bite on my lip to stop myself from laughing. Right. Calm down, Andrea. Andrea. The, um, another one though is this This one is top. Fellow Conservative MP Michael Fabricant tweeted out the perfect line. Call a dick a dick, I say. <laughs> top stuff. <laughs> top stuff, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with him. Call a dick yeah. a dick. Oh, dick a dick. Mm. I mean, it's good to see our taxpayer money, though. Like, they have a traditional dessert section in the Houses of Parliament, which changes daily. Daily. Yeah. That's wow. like, that takes some level of organisation, mm. you know, to every that. single day think up a new traditional dessert. Unless it's just like the same seven same. the days yeah. of the week. <laughs> it's Monday, spotted dick again. Spotted Richard, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sounds like they've got too much time on their hands there, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Definitely. All these parties. All these so, fucking parties. There you have it. The origins of one of the UK's most Ooh. famous puds. Yeah. I mean, definitely. let's face it, it's mainly famous because it's got a dick in the name. Yeah. Not yeah. because it actually slaps as a dish. It's like, it's, it's, it's nice, but it's not... It's a novelty. No. Yeah, it's a novelty, isn't it? Well, so. I don't know, because I, like, like I said, like I have faint memories of maybe having it in primary school, mm. but I've never, I don't think I've ever had it since. And obviously after talking about it now, I'm kind of interested to find out what it tastes like. Because, mm. you know, we're, we're saying it doesn't slap, but maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, how how was it presented in primary school? Was it, was it like a, was it an actual like, you know, put in shape or was it like a slice of it? Or I think we got a slice and I think we got a bit of custard on it. See, the only like yeah. pudding I remember in primary school was that white cake with the with the sprinkles on top. Yeah, yeah, there was that. Because they always used to do like a cold pudding and then a hot pudding, I think. They? And sometimes, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Don't Went know. to a public school, lad. We didn't go to Eton. Yeah, I know, but we've established it's a fucking public school dish. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I just, that's the I'm only sure. time that, like, you know, when we when we decided to do this episode, I just thought, you know, I've had it and I thought maybe primary mm. school rings a bell. But um, I know Heinz do it in a tin. Do they? You can get tinned spotted dick by Heinz. We should... Uh, well, don't should, Heinz do. <laughs> we should We should uh, eat that. We should definitely eat that. We should definitely eat that. I'll grab two tins next time I'll come over. Yeah. Tuck into um, spotted dick. We'll let you know what it's uh, what it's like. Yeah. Listener. Yeah. Well, there you go. Spotted dick. Yeah. I mean, whether it slaps or not, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a British dish made by a celebrity French chef that was forced... Yeah. From his homeland, due to fear of being shot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a dish popular amongst all social classes, no matter how rich or poor you may be. There's a spotted dick waiting for you after you finish your half a sheep's head. <laughs> Get stuck in, eh? <laughs> Get stuck in, eh? Yeah, stuck in. Well, there you go, spotted dick. Call a dick a dick, I say. Call a dick a dick, I say. That's gonna be my catchphrase <laughs> from now on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Well, we've all learnt something that we can use in a pub quiz there, for show. Mm-hmm, definitely. Thank you very much for listening, and mm. yeah, we will see you on the next one. Yeah, stay tuned. Plenty more episodes coming out. Keep tabs on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Not Facebook, yeah, we don't use Facebook. We don't. We did, we yeah. started, but then I just think we're going to concentrate on the Instagram. Yeah, I think we might start doing the podcast in the metaverse. Yes, VR. Become billionaire metaverse users. Yeah, just we're, working on the, we're working on the, the ins and outs of that at the moment. Yeah, we've got... Um, connections with snoop dogg i know he's mad into the metaverse so he is going to be appearing on that episode uh featuring mark zuckerberg as well so stay tuned for that one it's gonna be a big big hour-long episode on mark's favorite food which is something from his home planet 
<laughs> yeah. Glue glop. Glue glop. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time for the next episode. See you in the next one. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.